0: Hello and welcome to the second edition of Gareth Jones on Speed from our trip to the 2012 24 Hours of Le Mans. Today's Friday, it's a quiet day at the circuit. There's the driver's parade tonight, but the thing to do in the day, if you like cars, and I know you do, is to go to a classic British welcome. The classic British welcome is in San Saturn, a little town about nine miles away from the Mans where a whole host of lovely cars turn up for a bit of an impromptu classic car show. And we turned up in our Lexus. CT200 F sports and got way through into the exhibitors area because it was interesting and no one else had turned up in one, they said. So we're parked alongside an old Humber Super Scepter and we're a couple of feet away from a Porsche 944 Turbo. So even if Zog isn't here, he's here in spirit with his car. Okay, what else we got? An Aston Martin DB7. We've got a DB9 being polished at the moment this is this yours sir? it is yeah this is lovely isn't it? it is yes I so how many times have you been to Le Mans you look like the kind of person who comes a lot this is my fifth year ah, I right. came the first year
1: for a 50th birthday one off I came the next year and the next year and the next year
0: that's Here what I am happens. again,
1: yes. I've got caught. I've got the bug.
0: Yeah, it's exactly that. It becomes like a religious experience. You've got to go back to Mecca, I think, Absolutely, haven't you? Absolutely, yes. And how long have you had the DB9? Uh, five
1: and a half years. How much do you love it?
0: <laughs> you I'm, polish pl- it. I'm polishing
1: it now. <laughs> I'm wiping
0: the rain off it. Does that answer the question? Yeah, you love it. You've got to keep it shiny. Are you a lifelong Aston fan, then?
1: I've liked Aston's for a long time, and then I was fortunate enough to be in a position to buy a... Eh? nice car. I looked at the Aston, fell in love with it and, and bought it.
0: Is this your first Aston? Yes. And what did you have before this? Lexus IS200. Yes, yes.
1: I did have a uh, in the States had a Chevrolet Camaro Z28 not quite in the same league but... Uh, Nice and throaty, but v V12 is what I wanted.
0: And are you following the race? You, who are you supporting in the race? Have you picked a nil?
1: Aston Martin. Yeah, I
0: thought that might be the case. And yeah.
1: Toyota because of the Lexus.
0: Yeah, <laughs> good on I, you.
1: I think it's a Lexus is racing, not a Toyota.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I don't know why they didn't brand it Lexus, because mm. introducing hybrids across the board in the Lexus, we've arrived in a Lexus, That CT200. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got invited to display with the nice cars. Excellent. What's your name? Robin. Robin Marriott. Gareth Jones, lovely to meet you. Yeah, you've am been I, am on, I on radio. You're going to be on a podcast oh, right. called Gareth Jones on Speed, which is all about cars. Right, lovely to Thank talk to you. Thank you very you. much. Thank Thanks. you, sir. Thank you. Right. You see, everybody is like that here. Everybody. You can strike up a conversation with people, often at a very high level. We were in the bar at the Travel Destinations campsite last night, and the level of conversation oh, my God, there's a Maserati Gran Turismo. It's black. <sighs> You know how I feel about that car, Pininfarina. Now, Chris Burdick from autumnablog.net is travelling with me, as you know, and Chris has been staring at the supercars. Hey, Chris, what do you think of the classic British welcome?
2: It's quite interesting. Coming from an American perspective here, it's... a uh it's funny because you see a lot of cars like the Mustang and the Corvette that we see every day that people think are really special here. So it's kind of funny, but at the same time, there's a whole lot of cars that I've never seen before in my life. So I feel like it's kind of come into a, is, my first car show without knowing very much about cars in a way.
0: Is there one car here that's got your eye that you want to take me to and discuss and tell me why you like it? Uh,
2: have a little bit of a look around a little bit more. I was going to see if that F430 uh, Scuderia
0: was here. You like your supercars. <laughs> tell me about Automoblog.net. You do a lot of supercar stuff there, don't you?
2: Yeah, we really try to focus on the enthusiast cars. A lot of supercars, but a lot of times just cars that people are into that's really not even that special.
0: What do you specialize in, then? I pretty much talk
2: about sports cars, so any chance I have, I'm going to do a supercar. A lot of other things, like I'm a huge enthusiast of Japanese sports cars, things like the Nissan 300ZX, Toyota Supra, you know. Enthusiast cars like that that people really get into that aren't even that expensive, I really enjoy.
0: Let's have a look at these Ferraris here. Yeah. We've come over to an area where we've got. Uh, What's that? 360 Modena. 360 Modena. You see, you're quicker than me with these Ferraris. <laughs> In red, which is the right colour. Uh, right hand drive with the registration V8 Bugs. Well, it's V88 UGS. It looks like Bugs. I would imagine that thing probably collects a whole. Bunch, as you guys might say, <laughs> of bugs on the, the If, front if side. they drive
2: it like they should, yeah. yeah.
0: Come on, what's this over here? What? Well, hello, uh, Maserati Gran Turismo. Oh, oh, I just saw the wheels. I was looking at a black one over there, but this is this one is in not yeah gunmetal grey. Yeah, it's the grill. Gray, yeah. No, I wish you could see the grill. We'll take a photo of it for you. It looks like it could eat you alive, and it <laughs> looks like a Maserati in that grill. You know, a Maserati of the nineteen sixties. Perhaps it does. So. It looks
2: great.
0: Yeah. All right. What else we got behind us? Uh, oh, an Audi R eight. You're not very fond of the Audi R eight. Oh, do you prefer I'm... the Galado?
2: Uh, I actually prefer the R8, believe it or not. I like the Gallardo, but I like the R8 in that you can get in it, and if you want to drive it like a regular car, it's just as easy to drive comfortably as it is at the limit.
0: Have you driven the Gallardo?
2: Yes, I have. I've driven the Gallardo Superleggera. Wow. Yeah, and that was a little rocket ship. I love it, but as an everyday car, I think I would prefer the R8.
0: That's generally what people say. It's tremendously usable, isn't it? Let's go and see something that's perhaps a little less usable over here. Let's go and look at some of the classics. Whilst Chris is well up on the modern-day supercars, I like those, but I get a sense of affection for the older classic cars. Maybe I'm getting older. For me, it's my childhood, perhaps, that is I'm seeing here. The theme at the Classic British Welcome this year is Triumph, and there are a high number of Triumphs here. There's a TR3A, that, which my mate Tim used to have, which I used to drive. There's a Lotus Elise Bought it says, in orange. Very sweet. Is that a series two? It's a series two, yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh. Not sure what that was. It was from about early 1920s I would say. Not a Rolls-Royce, not a Bentley, but a real vintage car.
2: There's been quite a few of those going up towards the Cavalcade. That's another one of those. I'm not quite sure what a good majority of them are, but they're very interesting to look at.
0: There's a Mini here. (laughs) There's always a Mini here, this being the classic British welcome. We'll find the Triumphs there. There are the Triumphs over there. We'll go and look at the Triumphs in a moment. But there's a nice white Mini, That's interestingly badged as well. It's that badge on the Mini that they used for a very short while in Europe. Before it was rebadged, a Rover, I think. Let me just have a look on the back, see... I don't think this is a rover mini. No, it's just a mini. Yeah, it was weird when they badged the mini rover, wasn't it? Oh, that's an MG A, I think. A red MGA. Which My mate Tony Morton was in the RAF and he was based up in the north of Scotland on an island somewhere and he had nothing to do through the long Scottish winters and he found an old MGA and he rebuilt it from scratch and drove it back from Scotland. It arrived immaculate. That was his winter project.
2: What a cool project.
0: Yeah, yeah. Elegant car. Now then, here we go. Here are the Triumphs. They're not all Triumphs. We've got a TVR Tuscan, which I know is going to make Chris very happy. There's a Lotus 340R, an MG Magnet, a Lotus Esprit Turbo in white, second generation, not the amphibious first generation, as you know. Uh, Another Lotus. Oh, it's an Exige. A Spitfire, another Spitfire in green, one in red, another one in green. American car, Chris, what's this? Do you know? Olds? Oh, looks like an old Cadillac, doesn't it? Is it a Lincoln? We've got This is terrible. We're reduced to reading what it says on the back of the car to identify. It's a vast... Oh, it's a Continental. It's a Lincoln Continental. From... 1970, perhaps, I would say. A vast white barge of a thing with what we call suicide rear doors. What do you call those? We call those suicide yeah, right, okay. They've got another name as well, and they're like courtesy doors or something. And it's parked next to an E-Type Jag 4.2 Coupe uh, Series 3, I think, if I recall. No, no, not a Series 3 at all. No, Series, series 2. And then there's, oh, ha, 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 Austin Healey 3000 ME and another one in red and cream alongside it, which makes my knees go. And next to it is an MG TF, which I drove a replica of. Naylor used to make an MG TF, and that was the first time I'd driven a car where you sit over the rear wheels. And it gave me a real sense of driving something, rear wheel drive. I learned how to drive from driving one of those there's a Caterham 7. You like your 7s, don't you, Chris? I do. We just saw a few of those on the road that we were talking about. Very cool cars. You've had the chance
2: to drive one. I haven't yet. Yeah. I'm really excited to get a chance to.
0: I was telling Chris earlier on, my mate Jerry has got a 7, an original Friday steel wheels from the 1960s, but Jerry's a bit bonkers. He also owns a tank. He really does. Oh, now this is interesting. Renault 5 Turbo. And by that, I don't mean the turbocharged front engine, front wheel drive one. This is the mid engine supercar. They were a real handful. Rocket ship. Nice. you seen one of those before? I've never seen one of those before, no. What they did, they took the. What you call the Renault Campus, I think, in the. Uh, Le, Le, Le Sink. Oh, we, we don't have Renault. You did have the Renault 5 in the States for a while. It was sold as Le Car. Really? You did a long See, time that's ago? A bit out of my yeah, it was a long time ago. It was about thirty years ago. Because Renault bought American motors and remarketed a lot of their cars as American Motors cars in America before the collapse and they re engineered some of the cars. But the Renault Five was a little lightweight hatchback, like the Fiat Uno, like the Golf or the Polo, smaller. But this is a monster. I can't remember what engine went in it. I'm sure someone listening to this will text me. It looks
2: awful, but it looks like it's going to move really fast.
0: (laughs) I think both those things are true. It does look (laughs) awful. Look at it. It's not elegant in any way, is it? (laughs) A
2: little box on wheels.
0: In fact, if we ever did a thing on Gareth Jones on Speed 4, you know what is one of the most awful-looking great cars ever? (laughs) The Renault 5 Turbo, the mid-engine one, could well be it. All right, let's go look at some more British cars up here. Ah, parked next to that Lotus 340R is an MGB GT V8,
1: which was part of
0: a very long, complicated joke I used to tell when I was a kid. The 340R looks really battered. Like it's done a bit of track day stuff, all the paint is worn off the spoiler at the front. Do you know this car, Chris? No, I don't actually. I was going to ask you what it was. It's the Lotus 340R, I think it was called, which was based on the Elise underneath, but they stripped away as much as they could, mm. true to the Lotus philosophy of add lightness. It looks fantastic. (laughs) It's a spacecraft, isn't it? Uh, It's almost an open-wheel car, you know. They have these little fenders, I think you call them, over the wheels, and they poke out from the bodywork. Someone once pointed out to me, Violet's mum, in fact, that she liked these cars, and it looked like it was a trainer. It looked like something you might wear on your foot. (laughs) I think she was right. MGB GT V8, and a man polishing it. Let's see if I can get a word. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me can I talk to you for my podcast about your lovely V8 car yeah is this yours yes it is mine you're not polishing it for a frame then no my how- wife's not here today <laughs> <laughs> how long have you had this
1: uh, six years
0: and was this the car you always wanted yes I had a
1: MGB Roadster British Racing Green wire wheels chrome and I bought this instead of that and everybody said oh, why but good V8's lovely car it
0: didn't have the Rover V8, this engine, did yes. it? It was, it was the Rover V8, the Lan- Buick block originally, wasn't it? This
1: is the Land Rover spec engine. Right. Well, sorry, Range Rover. Spec.
0: Range Rover spec, that's right, that's what they did. Yeah. From what year, 76? 76. 76.
1: This is one of the last 100 V8s built. Wow. In 76. They built them from 73 to 76.
0: They have a reputation as being a little unreliable. What was it that went wrong with them? Transmission? Gearbox. Yeah.
1: they got an MGB gearbox.
0: You're putting how much through that gearbox? Oh, um, well, 135 it... brake horsepower. Yeah, it's too much for an old MGB gearbox they It had what 80 normally or something, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And what's uh, your name, sir? Uh, Bob. Bob Gareth Jones. What's your last name? Uh, Gareth Bob Greaves. Bob Greaves. And, and it's great in the black and gold. It's perfect, sir. Yeah, we'll
1: be at Beaulieu in uh, September. Oh, really? Big party at Beaulieu. Okay. All the MGBs in
0: England are all going to Beaulieu. Oh, really? Well, that's something for the diary. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. Okay, Cheers. Yeah. We were talking about... Right over the TVR. Oh, I, oh I'm sorry, Thank you, Chris. thank you. Go on then, tell us. Do you know what it is?
2: Oh, no, we don't have TVRs. It just looks really cool. It looks like, um... Uh, hold on.
0: Tuscan. The Tuscan. I <laughs> think you're right. Is it the Tuscan? Let's find out. Uh, yeah, Go and have a look. I've never certain with my TVRs. I used to be able to do that, but I'm out of date now. There was a point at which there was a new TVR every week. Tuscan, good lad. Good. It's a Tuscan. Good lad, you got it. In blue, being polished.
2: Absolutely gorgeous.
0: But next to it's a real curiosity. A Grinnell TR8. The Triumph TR7 evolved into the TR7 V8 for rallying, Then eventually there was a road car with a V8 engine, basically the same engine that's in that uh, MGB V8 there. But this has been fettled by Grinnell. Grinnell are the people who make the Scorpion three-wheeler, who I'm very fond of. And I'd forgotten that they did this. This is a real 70s thing, isn't it? Pretty in red. Convertible as well. So triple rare. Yeah, it's in good nick. Pardon?
2: TR7 mats. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can buy mats with TR8 written on them, I don't think. You have to get the TR7 ones, more likely, from the Triumph Club of the UK. Oh... Here's a Jag Mark II in white, parked next to a Spitfire in brown, French registered. And a French registered green Spitfire with a Welsh Dragon on the boot. Fantastic. Another Spitfire in maroon, another one, the Mark IV in red, French registered blue Spitfire a lot of Spitfires here another Triumph TR3 mm-hmm. Spitfire Mark 3 in green and another one the GT6 oh. GT6 very much a sort of the coupe version of the Spitfire with a straight 6 but they were a lot of trouble a lot of bother Okay, another... This is fantastic. Another Spitfire. And another Spitfire in red. That was a green one, a red one. Another Spitfire Mark III in red. Another white TR3 or TR... Yeah, TR3A. A green light Spitfire. That one, look at that. It's got a completely different bonnet. That was one of the very last Spitfires built with the... Oh, those wheels, you'll recognise those Triumph wheels. Sorry, guys, if I'm geeking out here for you in a big way, but I feel I'm amongst friends. TR6. I drove to Cornwall in a TR6 once. Didn't break down. <laughs> Spitfire, one of the last Spitfires. Another Spitfire Mark IV. So that's a Mark IV with a different boot. That's right, yeah. Ooh, a Spitfire Four from 62. That's a earlier version. I'm almost completely ignoring the... How many? 60 hogs parked on the left. Harley-Davidson are taking part in the driver's parade this evening. And uh, when you hear 60 hogs start up and go past you, that's a wonderful thing. They're all here. Sportsters, Electroglides. Do you know your motorbikes, Chris? I don't. Uh, I, I know very little about motorbikes. Oh. There's a nice no, cream E type, yeah. Sorry, guys, we may have peaked here. It's just too nice, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's a Renault Alpine. I'm going to go and show Chris the Renault Alpine, I'll speak to you in a bit.
1: <laughs>
0: Chris just asked me to give him a pressie on the history of Triumph, and uh, it's funny if you tell the story. A great British mark of lightweight sports cars, many of them convertible, that go way back to the 1930s. There were probably Spitfire pilots who drove those around England during the war in the 1940s. They went through a range of very little sports cars like the Spitfire. The TR series, TR1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, until you got to the TR7, which was a 70s car. And then the last proper triumph, I think, was the TR8. And after that, would you believe, Triumph only existed with badged Hondas, the Honda Ballet, I can't even remember what it was called, but that was a tragic end to a story which, you know, began in Triumph but didn't end in Triumph, it ended in Honda. Just spotted a car which Chris and I agree on I don't know if we could both agree that this is the greatest car here. Probably not the greatest car here, but without a doubt, it's one of the
2: prettiest cars that have been made recently.
0: It is the Lotus Evora, but it's a version of the Evora I've never seen before. It's French registered. It's ah, not the convertible. I thought it was a convertible. It's not. It's just got a carbon fiber roof. It's got a carbon fiber lightweight rear wing. It's got these carbon-fibre sills. They're almost like running boards, aren't they? Yeah. The anthill mob could stand on those that run between the front and the rear wheels. NBA, a and a carbon-fibre splitter in the front. A carbon-fibre splitter in the front as well. And it's it says it's a Marcus Sport edition. So there, there must be a firm... Uh, marcusus i've never heard of before m-a-r-c-a-s-s-u-s and their website is marcusus-lotus.com and they clearly take the aurora and do something rather nice to it actually don't they
2: i would say so i drive it yeah and that... it's for sale
0: hey how much do we know what's the price should we have it no price listed okay if they're not putting the price on it chris i'm not buying it it's an say that yet I said it's an 8C. It's an 8C. There's an Alfa Romeo 8C parked here. It's been fenced off because these things are very expensive. They're incredibly rare. I'm not sure what the price is. It is in that sort of almost dragon's blood red that Alfa Romeo painted all their cars at at the British Motor Show a few years ago. And seeing it in the flesh, that is a very rare and desirable car that's tremendous isn't it it's beautiful do you think we could kiss it and get away with it without being arrested what's the worst that could happen yeah uh, I think we'd probably get applauded for kissing it because the people around here know how beautiful that car is. The only trouble is, I've got to get through the fence to kiss it, and I think that itself could get me thrown out. So I'll blow it a kiss instead. Whew. Love the HC.
2: You do kiss and run.
0: Kiss
1: and run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was a sound of a Dino going away. Oh. Just spotted a DeLorean DMC 12. We might get a sound of the. What was it called? The Duvan engine? Here we go, I'm running. There he goes the sound of a DeLorean now that's a rarity love the DeLorean so flawed so wonderful
1: that's it for Gareth Jones on Speed at the classic British welcome but our coverage of Le Mans continues with the build up and the big race itself next on Gareth Jones on Speed
0: to send us an email see pictures get song lyrics or join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter go to garethjones.tv Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Wizbang.
1: Yeah!